Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and today is going to be amazing because I know there's a lot of people who are hearing about one child, and we're going to be talking uh, today about that, which is so exciting because there are so many kids who are looking for sponsorship, and you can come alongside and make a significant difference in the life of a child. I was uh, fortunate enough last time we did this last year to I get uh, I sponsored a child, a little nine-year-old boy from Cambodia, and he is a complete delight. And it's so fun to be in communication with him, and to think that he's able to go to these hope centers. And at the hope center, he's getting some food and some medicine if necessary, and some uh, learning about Jesus. And it's an amazing opportunity that's helping him lead a much better life. Not only does it help him, but it helps his family. And it's really. Uh, I think it's kind of a no-brainer. <laughs> so if you are thinking God is leading you to do this, uh, it's, this is your moment. We would love for you to uh, sponsor a child. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com right now and look at all the kids, and there's going to be a child that's going to speak to your heart. Maybe there's going to be something in common that you have with their background or uh, what, but you will find a, a child, and, and the Holy Spirit will say, he or she is the one, and you're going to... Uh, be transformed by the the change that it will make in the life of this child and also in you. Because when we step out in faith and do things where we're thinking across the world, there's a little child that's able to go to this Hope Center and get some needs met and get uh, a chance to hear about Jesus. That's about as exciting as it gets. So today I'm going to have a chance to talk to James Grout. He is the National Engagement uh, Lead at One Child, and he's had quite a history in youth ministry and he has got some great stories to tell. I believe he's on our studio line right now. James, are you there? I am here, Bill. Nice, Fan- to, uh, nice to talk to you. Fantastic. First of all, I have to celebrate you as a youth pastor doing youth ministry because you are awesome to do that. Uh, <laughs> we I celebrate youth ministry. I, I love youth ministry, and I, I thank you for uh, doing it for so many years. Was it been about 20 years you did it? I was 20 years as a youth pastor at a church in uh, Wheaton, Illinois, and then uh, two years as a national youth director for our denomination. So, and then with some some internships and volunteering before that, it's about 25 years of youth ministry. Yeah. Well, thank you for that work. Thank you for that calling. And thank you for answering that call when God said, uh, James, I want you to go to youth ministry. And you said, yes, Lord, here I am. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about one child because we're as fired up as we can be today. And we're hoping that many, many people will hear these stories and we'll get excited and we'll say, yes, I want to be part of that as well. Um, what is your role with One Child? My title is National Engagement Lead. So that means that um, I'm engaging with local churches here in the U.S. and connecting them to local churches and hope centers around the world uh, so that those churches can sponsor children um, here from the U.S., and then they can be connected to those children that are in a, a specific area or a specific hope center, 
um, with a church uh, somewhere else. So everywhere that we have a Hope Center, that Hope Center is connected to a local church. That's uh, that's our model. Um, we really believe in that. And uh, so my job is, uh, and I've, having been a pastor for, for that many years, I, I really care about the church and I love the church. So it's, uh, it's a privilege to be able to uh, work with churches uh, week in and week out. I'm, I attend a different church almost every weekend because uh, that's a big part of my role. So it's really, uh, it's a, I, feel, I, I really do feel privileged to be able to work so closely with the church. Yeah, you, you church hoppers were a little, a little skeptical yeah. about you guys. <laughs> In a just different kidding. state every week, church every week. Yeah. yeah. So for $39 a month, you're going to uh, sponsor a child. They're going to get nutritious food, safe water, medical checkups. And sometimes that saves their lives. Say more about that, if you would, James. Yeah. Uh, well, child sponsorship is, you know, I, I sponsored children for a long time before I ever even had heard of one child. And I thought I had a pretty good idea of what child sponsorship was. I was like, I know this, this child gets some food and maybe some new clothes and maybe some help with their education. And I thought I, thought I had a pretty good idea of, of what my dollars were going towards. But when I started working for one child, I, I got a much more clear picture that really uh, what, they, what they get is to be a part of a program. Mm-hmm. They get to be a part of a child development program, and it's a holistic development program. So it is... It is providing food. It's providing health care. It's like health screening and health care. It's providing help with their education. We want them to stay in school as long as possible. A child who stays in school um, can has so many more opportunities than one who, who drops out or gets pulled out by their parents to beg in the streets or maybe work in a garbage dump or, or whatever it is. So we really want to help children not just stay in school, but do really well to excel in school. So a lot of tutoring and that kind of stuff. Yeah. James, uh, we, we go ahead. No, uh, please continue James. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we want children to have a safe place to be a child. Uh, we think children deserve a safe place to be oh, a child. Amen to that. That's what the Hope Center provides. It's, it's safe people uh, who care for them, know their names, know their story love them and uh and then they have they can make friends there a lot of these children live in neighborhoods that are not safe for children to play in. they do play there but it that doesn't mean it's safe for them to play there so we want to provide that and then the final thing which you've already alluded to is uh all all of our hope centers are connected to bible believing bible teaching churches so these children get to hear about the god who created them and loves them and has a plan for them yeah james one of the things that that just kind of popped into my mind um, is that kids and I would say you and me and Rosie and everyone needs to belong. We have always needed to belong. We've needed to go somewhere where they say, hi, we're glad you're here. Uh, We love you. Um, You belong. And that, that nurturing environment allows a kid to thrive. Otherwise they're wandering on their own in the streets and I promise there will be shepherds that will come into their lives, partial shepherds that will try to convince them into a lifestyle or into something that is not good. Right, right. There's Yeah, there's all kinds of risks. These children are high risk in many different ways. And what you just alluded to there, we actually, we have a name for that person, that person who comes alongside that, that has, you have these people in your life, I've had them in my life. We call them child champions. Nice. Um, and a child champion, we just define shortly. The brief definition is anyone who gives of themselves so that a child can thrive. 
So it could be a teacher, it could be a coach, it could be an uncle or an aunt, a mom or a dad, a cousin, it could be a mentor, it could be a nurse. And that, and so we have child champions all around the world where these children live, uh, caring for those children, knowing those children. But we also believe we say global community of child champion because we believe anyone can be a champion for a child and anyone could be a champion for that particular child by sponsoring them. So that's, that's what we want to do. We want to help children thrive and we want to do it by surrounding them with really good people who want to, uh, who want to see them thrive as well. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, $39 a month. And that's correct. Yeah. And if you go to myfaithradio.com and you look at the children and you say, this is a, a young boy or a young girl, I'm drawn the Holy Spirit's leading me to be sponsoring this child. It can be very simple. You can call uh, one child at 800-864-0200 and say, I'm in. That's right. It's as, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I tried to keep it real simple, James. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the intellectual type, and I'm just a simple guy, so I like to keep it simple. Intellectual <laughs> uh, That's good. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love that you, uh, you know, you've indicated that there's there's ways to choose a child. Like, you, you can choose by that child's name or by their birth date or just their face captures you. Or if the prompting from the Holy Spirit happens and you just know that's the one, that's all of those are legit ways to uh, to enter into that sponsorship relationship. Yeah, when I chose the child that I am sponsoring right now, I, I yep. just saw this precious little face, and he was holding. I probably can't even say this without choking up. It's just so. You just see him holding his little pencil, hmm. and he just wants to be smart, and he wants to learn and get education. Yeah. And you go, yeah. well, I can help. Right. Right. This yeah. probably isn't yeah. helping, though. The host crying on the air. That's probably not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's beautiful. Can I just. Jump in. Hi, James. It's Rosie. Hi, Rosie. I actually think it's beautiful because, Bill, that emotion is what ties us. It's why we go to the website and and look because I know that my husband and I, Gary, we, we give to a lot of different organizations. But when we sponsor a child, it takes um, – it puts a name to what we are trying to do in the world. We are trying to provide a better life. And so we can pray for our child in name and then ask God to multiply that across the whole globe. But first, it's you need that connection point. So Bill, I love your tears because it, it's truth. It's what makes us move into action is connecting with another human being. Well, I mean, I wasn't, I don't think I was, I was too emotional when I made the decision. It seemed like the, the most reasonable thing to do is help a child across the world somewhere who mm-hmm. will, will end up getting food and some fresh water and some medical attention and uh, an environment right. where he can hear about Jesus and enjoy fellowship and safety and have a place to belong. That seemed very reasonable to me. It was not emotional. Mm-hmm. But then you start c- communicating with the child and he sends you these cute little notes and he talks about what he's doing and what he's learning and I don't know. Yeah. That kind of wipes you out a little bit. Just thinking of the little guy today. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I can tell you, uh, just from having met a lot of the children, including my own sponsored child, is a little girl named Princess. You can just, like, how could I not choose Princess um, yeah. to, to sponsor? 
but just knowing how valuable those letters are to them, like they put them in, they put them in a safe place. Sometimes our hope centers have a file for them where they can put them so they don't get lost at home. But sometimes these children take them home and they have a special place in their house for the letters that come from their sponsors. And, uh, and then sponsors do that too. When the letters come from the child, it's like, ah, I want to, I want to keep these. Yeah. These are, uh, the treasures really. Yeah, they are. You can help one child right now that's living in extreme poverty. You can sponsor a child and change their life. If you are ready to do it, you can call 800-864-0200, 800-864-0200. My guest is James Grote. He's the National Engagement Leader at One Child. You can head over right now to myfaithradio.com and you can uh, look at the children and you can ask yourself, who is the Holy Spirit leading me to sponsor? But do take advantage of this opportunity while you're thinking about it, and we'll be right back. Okay, here's something exciting. When you sponsor a child with the Ministry One Child, you are linked with a boy or a girl who will know you by name and treasure the thought that you care. Most of them will pray for you daily, and if you write them, they'll write you too. The child you sponsor will receive not only educational assistance, but supplemental food, clothing, healthcare services, and opportunities for personal love and encouragement, and most of all, the gospel of Jesus Christ. The cost is just $39 a month. That's just a little more than a dollar a day. You can't necessarily change the entire world, but what if you can change the world for one person? Sponsor a child now at MyFaithRadio.com. One moment. One moment. One child. One child. Dear sponsor, I want to thank you for loving me and sponsoring me. You are a big part of my life. I know you are very far from me, but you are always close to my heart. I always love my time at One Child Project. They give me tasty food, clothes, and they help me with my education so I can be successful in school. I have many friends there, and there is always time to play. I've learned that God loves me and has special purpose for my life. His name is Antoni. He lives in Africa. One Child Hope Centers are in Kenya, Ethiopia, and Zimbabwe, and also in 11 other countries around the world, serving children like Antoni. And you can hear his appreciation for his sponsor and those words. I've loved, I've, I've learned that God loves me and has a special purpose for my life. Wow. If it isn't now, then when? Who? Who, who will stand up and sponsor a child like Antoni right now? This could be your moment. I say it is. All right. James Grout is my guest. He's the National Engagement Lead at One Child. And you hear stories like that, with that beautiful little voice, and what a difference that's being made in the life of that child. Yeah, and uh, those stories are are abundant because these are children who a lot of them are are raised in places where I would define them as a little bit hopeless. Uh, some of them are a lot hopeless, and um, and we describe hope as a vision of a better future, a way to get there, and the courage to try. Mm-hmm. And so, a child like Anthony, he he has this. Um, he might have a, a dream or some hope that's given to him when he starts going to the Hope Center. He's like, oh, maybe tomorrow could be a better day than today, or maybe there is something for me in the future other than um, just kind of subsistence living. He starts to have hope, 
Uh, and so we, we want them to have hope, but also hope is a journey and the journey's, the journey's difficult. Um, if it was easy, everybody would just be at their dreams, right? Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a, a difficult journey that he's going to go down. And, and that's what the program is. That's helping him take steps in the journey towards, um, towards his dreams and towards the hope that he sees. But because the journey is hard, he has to have courage to be able to take that journey. And so that's where the child champions come in. They're the ones who encourage him. They walk with him. They, they tell him to stick with it when it's difficult for him or when, uh, when he has a setback in his life and they, uh, and they pray for him and they, and that that's, that's so important. As you mentioned earlier, we've all had people in our lives or hopefully all of us have had people in our lives who have cared enough to help us take steps on that pathway towards a better future. And um, the more people you have like that in your life, the better, the better odds, the odds are that your future um, will have uh, truly meaningful hope in it. Yeah. There's so much love in action when I look at this organization and the help that these children are getting. So I would love to talk, uh, James, to you about the relationship between a sponsor and a child. I mean, what, what might people expect? Well, first thing I would say is it's, this is a real relationship. This is, um, this isn't like one sponsor and and some child somewhere that you you're never going to know and never have anything to do with. It's also not, seven sponsors and that one child it's you are it's a it's a sponsor to a child you are that child's sponsor and that child's champion amen uh so it's a real relationship and a lot of the communication happens through letter writing and uh, the children depending on their age will you know that what they what they're able to communicate with you will depend a lot on what their age is and what their stage of life is, but they get help from the child champions if they're too young to write yet, or they, um, or they don't know what to say. They're not sure how to write to somebody and tell them about themselves. These are children who have many of them have never had anybody tell them they're important. Many of them have never heard anybody say you're valuable. Uh, if anything, they've probably heard you're a problem, uh, or at least felt like they are a problem. And we believe that children are not problems. Children are solutions. If we want to impact this world, if we want to change this world, any, any change, big or small, that's going to happen in our world, it's going to start with the next generation. Mm-hmm. And so we, re- we, really, we really believe in helping those children understand how important they are, how valuable they are. And when you can say that to them in a letter, they treasure those words because they don't get to hear that all the time, sometimes not even from their own parents. So yeah. uh, it, it's beautiful that we can empower them and encourage them from a distance. And then when they write back, like you said, man, it's amazing uh, just hearing a little bit about their lives and the things that they care about. And they start to have, you can see when their dreams start to develop to, I know what I want to do with my life. And uh, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. Some qu- good questions are coming in from listeners right now, James. Uh, okay. From what age to what age? Are children in these countries considered a child? And are there any yeah, hope centers in the U.S.? Uh, so the first question is the age and the children are, uh, we enroll them. The youngest we would enroll would be three years old. Uh, we try to enroll them as young as possible because as with most things related to children, early intervention matters. Uh, the younger they are, the better chance they have at thriving later on in life. 
and we keep them in the program until uh, until they graduate from high school. Some of them get pulled out for various reasons. Their family moves away or uh, that, that, you know, their parents sometimes take them out and put them to work in the fields or something like mm-hmm. that. So, but our goal, uh, and that's why tutoring is such a big part of what we do. Our goal is to keep those children in school as long as possible. And when they graduate from high school, typically 18 years of age, uh, 17, 18 years of age, that's when, uh, that's when they graduate from our program as well. So gotcha. you, you won't be sponsoring a 29 year old guy uh, <laughs> 10, years, 10 years later. So, mm-hmm. uh, we really, our goal is for them to, to graduate up and, and then actually sometimes give back into the ministry. They can become mentors and child champions for some of the younger kids in that community because they know, uh, they know what it's done for them. Mm-hmm. And are there, and then the second question, yeah, yeah that, there are there are no we only work in developing countries so uh, countries where the majority of the people are living under the poverty line and and the part of the part of the reason for that is the thirty nine dollars uh, that we that we pay for sponsorship in the u s it would that would not be able to fund a, that kind of a program um, it, it just financially it just wouldn't work we work in places where the dollar is very is very weak. Uh, and so $39 can go a long way. But also, um, there's a lot of access for children in the U.S. to programs uh, that are robust. And um, we're going to the we we're going to the hard places where there is no program, mm-hmm. where there is no one who's uh, looking out for and caring for these children um, if really intentionally. So that's that's why we're in those countries. We, we our our tagline is hope in hard places, and and the countries where we work, those are hard places. Mm-hmm. James, people are always curious about the integrity of an organization. And when money is sent, does it really get to help this child that I'm trying to sponsor? And you know, those are questions that people have. Is there a lot of administrative overhead? And uh, does it make a, does it make a, a difference? Um, and yeah. how do, how do I know that kind of thing? Yeah, there is always overhead. Um, but we about 80% of your donation is going to go to the program for that child. And so we want to, and we, and that we clearly state that right on our website, you can see all our financials from the last, uh, I think the last nine or 10 years. If you want to look back at every, everything that we've done financially over those years, but we really want to make sure that the majority of that money is going to make sure that that child has the best possible experience in that program. That's awesome. All right. Now, if you are considering becoming a child champion, and I hope you do, you can start going to MyFaithRadio.com right now or when you're, when it's convenient for you to do so, and you can start looking at these beautiful, beautiful children who are hoping and looking for sponsorship and what a difference you can make in their life. So go to MyFaithRadio.com, ask the Holy Spirit who is... Who are you being led to sponsor? Is it uh, a four-year-old girl? Is it a fourteen-year-old boy? You know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna pick a, a child, and you're gonna say, "I think God is leading me to be a sponsor to this young boy or this young girl." And you can um, also, if you've already made your decision, you say, "I want to uh, make my next step, and I want to." I've chosen a child. You can call eight hundred eight six four zero two zero zero. Or you can visit MyFaithRadio.com and you can look at these beautiful, beautiful kids and find the exact child that you are called 
to sponsor. I did it last year, and it was, it's been wonderful. I've loved it. So we'll take a break, and when we come back, uh, my guest is James uh, Grote. He's the uh, lead engagement over at uh, One Child. So we'll be right back in a few minutes. One moment. One moment. One child. One child. My name is Sambat, and I am a graduate from One Child in Cambodia. When I was 10 years old, my mom, she committed suicide in the house. And even not a year after that, my father was killed by a robber. And within a year, I lost my parents. And my other three brothers and one sister, we all have no place to go and no hope at all. When we came the first day, that uh, I remember that day very clear. We came, five of us, was we, because we don't really have a proper place to stay and live and cleaning, so we were a little bit dirty. And when the first day we went to one child center, the director of the orphanage, his name is Mark, he was there standing to welcome us in a new home. So he embraced, he threw his arm around us and gave us a big hug and kissed us, and it was the the best feeling that I ever had seen I grow up. <laughs> because my parents never taught to show love to other people who's not related to you. But that man, his love for us is so big and I was wonder why. Later on I find out it's a Christian orphanage and I could see Christ's love is in him, that's why. Sambot's story is heartbreaking and I, I don't believe we were playing these stories to be manipulative in any way. This is just real life and real stories. And you think of the extreme poverty in Cambodia, and you, you've you lost both of your parents as a child. Honestly, where do you go? And yet, God saw her, and he didn't forget about her. And God is using the ministry of one child as we serve children in 15 different countries around the world. Children like Sambot are being helped. There are so many other children in need right now. You can sponsor just one. You can go to MyFaithRadio.com and see these beautiful children and ask the Holy Spirit, ask God, who are you being led to sponsor? Check that out at MyFaithRadio.com or if you've already chosen a child you would like to sponsor, you can call 800-864-0200. James Grote is my my guest. He is a national engagement lead at One Child. And James, uh, do children from all denominations, can they show up at the Hope Center and be welcomed, one and all? Yes, for sure. From all denominations or no denomination. Yeah. They, yeah. Don't, they don't have to be from a, a Christian home. They don't have to be from any particular. They they could be from just about any world religion background. But when they come to the Hope Center, they're going to hear about Jesus, and uh, and we make sure that their parents know that. We're not surprising them. We're not sneaking that in on them. They sign an agreement that they understand that that's, that's part of our program is this holistic program, is we, we care about their spiritual health as well. So uh, everyone, is, uh, everyone is welcome, and uh, the parents are all on board with getting their children in the program. And let me just say this about that. 
when a, when a, when a family has one of their children go into the program, or maybe a couple of their children end up in the program, that makes a huge impact on that family. And one of the things I didn't know about sponsorship, or I didn't think about about sponsorship before I started working with one child, is it's preventative in nature. There are a lot of rescue ministries out there, and 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 thank God that there are because there's so many people who are in situations where they need to be rescued. But uh, but what what is even I think uh, better than rescue is 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 prevention of children getting into a situation where rescue is required. And that's what Hope Centers can do. It can keep a family from making a really bad decision about potentially selling one of their children because they don't have enough money to feed their other three children um, or, or maybe doing something, uh, pulling their children all out of school and putting them all to work on the streets as beggars. This gives them an alternative to that, and it prevents those kids from kind of remaining in that cycle of poverty that they're it's generational poverty and they have a chance to break free. So that's another thing about um, child sponsorship and child development programs that uh, I think we don't talk about a lot, but it's, it's a significant ministry. Mm-hmm. I know B- Bangladesh is one of the countries where you can sponsor a child. There are so many uh, children living in extreme poverty in Bangladesh and the mm-hmm. country's prime minister just announced to the world that because of inflation, this will be an extremely difficult year in Bangladesh. Now, I'm old enough to remember George Harrison's concert for Bangladesh. And if you ever saw the picture on the front of that album cover, you have never, ever forgotten it. And there was a person laying there starving. And you think extreme poverty in Bangladesh and now because of inflation, things are going to be worse? How much worse can it be? My question to you, James, is... Tell me what poverty is. What what is this poverty really like? Yeah, well, um, poverty. I mean, it, it can be defined monetarily. Uh, you know, it's at a certain living below a certain level. It's less than like or maybe right around two dollars a day for uh, like a whole family to live on um, would put you in in that level of extreme poverty. But poverty is um, is also a, a horrible mindset. It gets into your it gets into your head, and you begin to believe there is no hope. There's there's not there's not a better tomorrow. There's not a, a better future for me. I, like my parents were poor, their parents were poor, the parents before them were poor. Not, we've all had sickness. We've all had disease. We've lost family members to preventable diseases. It's happened generation after generation after generation, and that kind of poverty. Uh, the kind that gets in your brain, that's the kind that, that holds you down. It ties you up. You are bound um, by that mindset that it will not get better. And so when, when we can do something to provide a spark of hope and a child can catch that spark, if they can see that hope, you heard Samba earlier, walk into a place and, and have someone for the first time in her life, an adult say, I love you oh. and give her a hug. She, she'd never had a hug or an I love you from her own parents. Like wow. that's, that's where hope, a spark of hope comes from, where they're like, oh, there's people out there like this. There's people who, who actually care about me and they want me to be around them and they don't want to send me away or, or be abusive towards me or whatever it is. They, it's just a different experience than they've ever had and hope starts to rise in their hearts. That's why we call them hope centers. Uh, we we fully intend for children to to have hope when they come into those places. They, they, kids need hope. They need a vision and they need hope because yes. the vision 
and the hopelessness that they're living in will not lead them to a good place. No, that's right. It, it, uh, it will be a problem for them. And um, I, I'll, I'll just real quickly, if I can, tell you the story of kind of how, like I, I made this move from youth ministry to children's ministry. And I, honestly, I don't like children's ministry that much. And I didn't tell them that when I was interviewing for the job <laughs> at one child. <laughs> and the truth is, I, I, I do like children's ministry. But if you give me the choice, I want to I be around the teenagers. That's what, it, that's what my calling has yeah. been. That's what my whole life has been. And I really do have a, a, a burden for teenage children, uh, teenage um, people in adolescence. And um, on my very first trip with one child, we we're in a we we're in the country of the Dominican Republic, and we were in a really bad slum. And I've been in a lot of slums in my life, but this was one of the first times I felt unsafe. I'm a I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like six five, and and <laughs> but I felt unsafe walking through this slum. If it hadn't been for the fact that the pastor was leading us through, I would have been. Uh, I, I think I would have run. And they told us that the name of the slum, when translated into English from Spanish, is "Get out if you can." And I was like, I would like to get out. If I could. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> right now would be great. And it was, it was a bad place. So you could see the signs of the prostitution, the signs of drug dealing, the signs of gangs all there. And again, in the middle of all of that open sewer lines and broken glass everywhere. And in the middle of all of that, there were children playing in the streets and these really, and it felt like children playing in a war zone is what it felt like to me. Mm. But we were going to visit the home of one of our sponsored children. That was the reason we were walking through the neighborhood. He wanted us to see the neighborhood these kids were growing up in, and then he wanted us to meet one of the kids. Well, we went into her home and met her parents and her, and it was just a tiny little two-room home. But when we stepped into that place, that something radically changed. It felt like that war zone outside dissipated. And we stepped in there, and it felt like a, there was just a sense of peace and calm in that home. And this girl, who was not a little girl, she was actually a teenager, and had been in our program since she was very young, but she was now, I think, probably 14, 15 years old. She came running out to meet us. She was so excited to meet us. She brought her letters that her sponsor had written and got to show them to us and talk about her sponsor. And then she, she said confidently when one, of the, when one of the guys with us said, what do you want to do when you get older? She said, I want to be a dentist. And she smiled, and she had brand new braces on that one child had helped her get. And I thought, this is a girl who she knows, she knows what she wants. And she still lives in this neighborhood, but she has hope and dreams and plans and she's confident. And as I stepped out the door, I was still sort of wondering if I should even be working for a children's ministry if I didn't, you know, if children's ministry is not my thing. And I said to God, if, if our child development programs produce that kind of teenager, I can advocate for children all day, every day for the rest of my life. I really believe in what our programs produce. Well, that's a powerful story, James, and I can only imagine when you get in an environment where all of a sudden six foot five James thinks, <laughs> I feel exposed right now. I don't know which direction I should be looking, but I bet your head was turning left and right pretty quickly. Yeah, and I've actually been back in that slum uh, two more times since then. Okay. And, uh, and I, it's the exact same feeling. I have the same feeling. It's a dark dark place. I've never been there at night. I've only been there during the day, sure. bright, sunny day, but it does not feel like a bright, sunny day. It's a dark place, but our Hope Center is right there, and, and, and over 150 kids are a part of the program in that Hope Center, 
and they're having a different experience in that community than everybody else. That's amazing. So the community, uh, the neighborhood is called, translates into see if you can get out. Yeah, yeah. get out if you can, Good. or another, another yeah. loose translation is no way out. So yeah, it's, no way it's, out. It's a scary place to grow up. Yeah, now if, can you imagine your kids or your grandkids or your yeah. great-grandkids being in, in an environment where it's that scary and that dirty and that dangerous and that corrupted yeah hmm. so for a child to have an opportunity to have a vision and to have hope and to have a place to go where they belong and they get food and fresh water and uh, they hear about jesus it seems that that is a no-brainer investment of uh, 39 dollars a month if you can swing that uh, now i think would be a great time to Say, the Lord is tapping on my shoulder, and I want to be a child champion. So I'm going to go to MyFaithRadio.com, and there's, all these kids are available. You can uh, look the, um, the profiles over. Maybe you're going to find someone that's got uh, the perfect smile. That, or they're going to have a name that's, that's just going to ring true in your heart, and you're going to say, I want to sponsor him or her. And... I encourage you to go to MyFaithRadio.com. And if you've already chosen a a child that you want to become a child champion, you can call 800-864-0200. Again, 800-864-0200. James Grout. Grout. It's Grout, isn't it? Have I been saying it wrong? Yeah. No, you're doing great. I didn't say it wrong, did I? No. Okay. Um, He is uh, the national engagement lead at One Child. Always glad to uh, have... Someone who really knows what they're talking about on my show. That's always nice for me. All right, we'll be right back. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting myfaithradio.com. One moment. One moment. One child. One child. I live in Calcutta and we are poor. My parents love me, but they cannot afford anything beyond the basic needs for our family. We live in a small one-room house and we have only one bed. And my parents let my sister and I sleep in the bed. And they sleep on the floor beside us. My parents take me to the Hope Center to attend school. Because of a sponsor, I get a meal every day and education. And now I am beginning to dream. Well, Marcus is beginning to dream. I love it. I can, I can tell you this. When you are hungry, when you have nothing to eat, when you're living in poverty in Calcutta, India, you don't have a lot of time to dream. Marcus' parents uh, are poor, but they loved him so much that they let him have the bed and they slept on the floor. They found a way to get him into the Hope Center and school so that he could get an education and really begin to dream. Marcus found Jesus at the Hope Center. He loves Jesus. I love this story. I love that children's lives are being changed every day in countries all around the world in our One Child Hope Centers. You can sponsor a child, a one child, right now. Just like Marcus. Go to MyFaithRadio.com. Pray who uh, the Lord might lead you to sponsor. And then you can call 800 
800-800-2200. Living in Calcutta, uh, James, and thinking of getting a meal, a good meal every day. I don't know about you, but I, at last count, I have three good meals every day. How about you? Yeah, I think I might have had four yesterday, but I'm not <laughs> going to say that live on the radio. No, I get that, but I'm most mostly in the four range as well. Uh, but there are times when you're laying in bed and and you're thinking, I don't know if I'm going to get to sleep because uh, I'm a little hungry. So you get up and maybe have a bowl of cereal and then go back to bed and sleep like yeah. uh, you know sleep well. But for some of these children, they have maybe one good meal and they probably go to bed hungry all the time. And I don't know how you sleep. I don't know how you concentrate. And I certainly don't know how you dream like the way Marcus is starting to dream. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's when we, when we describe uh, the work that we do in hard places, that's one of the things that makes those places hard is, is hunger and the cycle of poverty. A lot of it, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of it is mental and uh, it's in your mind. And when you're hungry, it's hard to think. It's hard to get your, like, if you, especially if you're really, really hungry, like if you haven't eaten for a couple of mm-hmm. days, um, it's, it's, you, you, you know, if anyone's ever experimented with, with fasting, you, you know that you, after a while, cognitively, you're not as sharp as, as you normally would be. Well, that's, that's a kind of a daily existence for a lot of these children. And so they, they because they're hungry, they don't do well in school. And if you don't do well in school, you can't stay in school. So you end up on the streets trying to beg, uh, or you end up working in the fields for not enough money to actually, you know, uh, pay for food every day. So being a part of a program, one of our Hope Center programs, that, and that immediate need is met. That child gets nutrition uh, when they're there, maybe the maybe the only really fully nutritious meal that they're going to have that week, and um, and also we in some of our locations we work with the families. We we help them with figuring out how do I shop. Like I only have whatever it is, two or three dollars a day, and I need some of that for kerosene or for whatever I need for my home and and rent and whatever. But but what I have left over, how do I spend that well to make sure I'm buying the kinds of things that will actually help my child grow and have a better chance at, at um, having a nutritious, uh, nutritious meal every day and be, be doing better in, in school and uh, in their relationships and all of those things. Yeah, James, I mean, I'm, I'm hungry right now and I'm only listening to about 50% of what you say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, it messes with our mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's hard to concentrate sometimes when you get hungry. And I think of these, these, these kids and, you know, mom and dad have given up the one bed in their little tiny room yeah. in order to give their young daughters a little bit better chance at sleeping well. And they're on the floor and yeah. who knows what kind of sanitary conditions uh, exist. And, and the fact that we can step up and make a difference, um, you know, when we, can go down to our refrigerators at night and get a snack if we're having trouble falling asleep because we're a little hungry. That happens to you once in a while, doesn't it, James? Yeah, yeah, once in a while. What's your preferred snack food? I'm just curious. Uh, no, well, you said it earlier. You said a bowl of cereal. That'll, that'll <laughs> put me, that'll put is, that, is that the default for every guy when they're, when they're hungry at 10 o'clock? Well, is, we, is, think, it's, we think we're cooking when we do that because we actually mix two ingredients <laughs> together in that bowl. Yeah, little bananas on the cereal or, or just, uh, yeah, just milk right. and cereal? Yeah, I, I'm just a milk and cereal guy. But, okay, yeah. yeah, well, I'm a little bit more sophisticated. I'm bananas uh, every once in a while. <laughs> well, Maybe some walnuts. Day. 
Yeah, one, one day. day. You've got goals, you should try to set them. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we're, we have a hard time really comprehending poverty. I know there's certainly people that are, yeah. are, are financially in ruin right here in our community. So I'm not yes. dismissing that at all. Um, but right. we don't, I don't and, think and we don't understand this level of poverty. We don't, but I, but I think we do in a way, I mean, uh, almost all of us have seen poverty uh, or we've seen just extreme need. It, it happens here in our own, here in our, in our country. We can see it on the, the streets of our cities. We can see it in certain parts of our country that are, you know, below the poverty level for American standards. And, and, and if you've ever been in that situation, and this is actually, um, this is one of the reasons I like the name of our organization. If you've ever been in a situation where you see extreme poverty and in places like Calcutta and places like uh, in Africa or, or in, in certain parts of Asia, you, you will drive for miles past people living in absolute abject poverty for miles and, and thousands of people. You, when you see these, these buildings, kind of high rises and slums and you realize how many people are in there one of two things can happen uh the main thing that can happen is you can feel completely overwhelmed by the extreme nature of that poverty and the extreme amount of need that you're seeing and when you become overwhelmed you uh in essence you become handcuffed you feel like well there's so much and so many people how can i possibly make a difference. And the truth is, if you focus on all that need, you will not be able to make a difference. You will feel like it's too much and you'll feel overwhelmed. You will not be able to do anything. But if you can do one thing, just the one thing that you can do, you mm-hmm. can't do everything. I can't do everything. Nobody can do everything. If we could, we, we would have already done it. Right. You can't do everything. But if we do one thing, and we do it in community. Like right now, there's people on this on this radio program listening who are going to sponsor a child. And they're not doing it alone because other people are going to sponsor one child. Mm-hmm. And together as a community, we're going to have we're going to make a dent in that kind of abject poverty. And doing one thing is so much better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And for thirty nine dollars a month, your child that you sponsor is going to end up with um, a wonderful Hope Center to go to where they're going to belong. They're going to be loved. They're going to be hugged. They're going to be told about Jesus. They're going to get nutritious food, safe water. They're going to get some medical checkups. And sometimes that alone saves a life. And they'll also get educational and vocational opportunities and discipleship, Christian teaching, mentoring, discipleship. And it's $39 a month. So if that's something that you can... uh, I do. We'd love for you to say yes. And today's a good day. Tomorrow's a good day too, but today's even a better day. And you can go to myfaithradio.com and look over these beautiful children and pick out uh, the child that the Lord is leading you to sponsor. And you can become a child champion and you will make a difference. Because the difference in a child who is sponsored and another child who is not sponsored, living in the very same community, they're both in extreme poverty, their families might be making $2 a day or less. But the difference can be described in in one word. And I'm going to let you, James, say what that word is. The word is hope. There's hope. Yeah. And when a kid has hope and has vision and can see themselves getting out of their poverty and getting an education and finding something to do and learning about Jesus, boy, what a life they're going to lead. That's right. And we, <laughs> I call us hope dealers. 
<laughs> I like and, it. Uh, any of you who are out there sponsoring a child today, you're now complicit. If we all go down, uh, if we go down, we're all going down together because we're all hope healers now. Yeah, I love that. So when you sponsor a child, now I'm coming up on my year anniversary with uh, with my little guy who lives in Cambodia. And I think I'm going to be getting an updated picture pretty soon. I think they send out a, a new picture every year, don't they? They do, yeah. You should have, uh, if it's been a year, then you should have a new picture coming soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm sure it'll be really fun to track over the years these pictures as they, they grow up and um, yeah. be very fun to see. Yeah, I've got, a, I've got a line of them now on my fridge so I can see a princess. I've been sponsoring her since she was seven and she's turned 13 this year. So nice. I, can see kind of the, I can kind of see the progression of, she hasn't gotten much taller. She's a very short, very tiny girl still, but, she, uh, but she's obviously growing up and, and growing into this, uh, this hope center life that she's uh, become accustomed to and she loves it. She really loves, uh, loves God and loves uh, connecting with the people at that, yeah. at that Hope Center, and I'm super proud of her, really yeah. proud of her. Well, James, give our, my listeners just a, a big dose of encouragement to step forward and and spawn and become a child champion. We just have a minute left. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to tell you that I, I recognize thirty nine dollars is it's not a small amount of money, and for some people, it's it, it might be a little bit of of a sacrifice. Uh, to do that, but uh, but I really believe it's not a it's not just a, a gift. I believe it's an investment. It's an investment in the future of a child, and that child is in a community where the more children who are who are gaining this kind of hope that we've been talking about and resiliency that we've been talking about, those kind of children are going to be the change in that community, and you can be a part of that change by sponsoring one child. Awesome. James Grout, thank you so much for being uh, on the program today. And how about me not making fun of your last name once? <laughs> you nailed it. You thank, did a great job. Thank, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate that. Go to MyFaithRadio.com and check out Become a, a Child Champion or call 800-864-0200. We'll be right back with lots more as we celebrate one child today. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.